let the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Welcome to Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing some praises to our awesome God. Jesus comes to be with them. 
verse 20, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible and Living Sound. At the close of three days of fasting and prayer and close communion with God, Esther felt that she had not found her way to the royal palace by chance. God had truly placed the crown upon her head for such a time as this. Dressed in her finest garments, she made her way to the king's private court. Despite the danger, she walked firmly, without fear. The hearts of kings are in the hands of God, and he will incline this king's heart toward me. All business in the throne room ceased at the sight of the queenly figure standing in the high archway. Who is it? Who would dare to come to court unannounced? Can it be the queen? She will lose her life. <gasps> it is the queen. The king looks furious. No, he's smiling now. He's holding out his scepter to the queen. And the queen smiles too and approaches the throne. She's stunning. Beautiful. She's touching the scepter. Shh. What brings my charming queen to the inner court? I have a request to make, your majesty. <laughs> All right, ask it, and it shall be given to you, even under half my kingdom. If I have found favor in the king's sight, will he come this night to a banquet which I have prepared? Ah. And bring along Haman, his chief advisor. <laughs> then I shall make my request known to your majesty. Yes, that's a wonderful idea. I will come at the seventh hour tonight. Haman shall be with me. Ha, <laughs> 
Well, Eamon, you have a ready answer for everything. Is it possible that the Queen's wisdom exceeds her beauty? Or is she more beautiful than wise? Hmm? Only your majesty could answer such a question. <laughs> Both her beauty and her wisdom are beyond an ordinary mortal's oh, judgment. Yes. Well, it must be said that she fills us with fine food and drink before making her request known. A feast to mellow any man's eye. Ah, and yes. a double honor here in the Queen's private chambers. Well... Let us drink, then, to the queen, who has earned the favor of her people and of her king. Ah. To the queen of queens. Oh, now I can wait no longer. Your request, Esther, I must hear it. Would it not please my husband to return tomorrow? Hmm? The request can wait. <laughs> it would give me pleasure to honor him and Haman at another banquet. Oh, yes. All right, so be it. We will count the hours until our next meeting. <laughs> the queen does me much honor. My heart has never known such happiness. When Haman departed, he thought he was the happiest man in the world. But it was his misfortune to pass Mordecai near the palace gate. One glimpse of that old man standing straight as an arrow filled his heart with wrath. Hurrying home, he told his wife, uh, Curse the day that Mordecai was born. Does a mouse cause a giant to tremble? Huh? He'll soon be finished. The day of execution is near. But I want to be rid of him now. He's ruining everything. Others see his defiance. They snicker when my back is turned. Soon they won't even wait for me to turn. Stop fretting, Haman. No Israelite is worth such a misery. Uh, Go away with him at once. Uh, Order a gallows built this very night. Uh, Make it high so that he'll uh, hang for all to see. Uh, that's a good plan. Uh, but what of the king? Are you forgetting you dined in the palace this night? And the honor will be yours again tomorrow night? <laughs> You're strongly in the king's favor. Uh, Do not hesitate to grant you the life of one old man. Yes, yes, I will do it. Construction will begin on the gallows within the hour. This very night, I will go to the palace and ask the king for permission to hang Mordecai. <laughs> we'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Now we are children of God. Now we are children of
Where did I put my science book? Hi, Carlos. What are you looking for? My science book. The one with the picture of the moon on the front. How can you find anything in that locker? It looks like something exploded in there. Something did. My science project. By the way, how's your praying going? God still ignoring you? Actually, no. I did what you said and started listening after I pray. And I think he's given me some pretty good ideas. Like what? Well, last week, when my mom was sick, I asked God what to do to help her get better. And? And God gave me a really good thought. Let me guess. He suggested that you not bug her all the time and let her rest? Well, that might have worked too. But after I prayed, I thought about soup. Soup? Yeah, you know, soup. So I made some. You made your mother something to eat? Yep, I made her my famous Carlos stew. <laughs> you have a stew named after you? Yes, it's all natural ingredients and comes in a can labeled tomato soup. I just added my secret ingredient, and she loved it. Your secret ingredient being... Crackers. Carlos, that's tomato soup and crackers. There's nothing secret about that. Ah, but when I gave it to her, I whispered, Mom, here's some soup to make you feel better. I made it myself, and I love you. She smiled and said thank you. Soon, she got better and told me that my Carlos stew was the best medicine there is. Hmm, next time I get sick, you can make me some Carlos stew too. But you can leave out the I love you part. Just give me the soup. Jesus wants to be our friend. He's interested in everything we do and longs to be included in our lives. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. my whole being. You formed me in my mother's body. 
You saw my bones being formed as I took shape in my mother's body. When I was put together there, you saw my body as it was formed. I praise you because you made me in an amazing and wonderful way.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 10, Maria's Surprise. After all their gear was packed up, the shoebox kids said goodbye to Jake, Jeff, Tony, and Bonzo. When they started for home, Maria sat in the front seat with Mr. Teller. Sammy and Willie were in the back. On the way down the steep mountain road, Willie and Sammy looked curiously at Maria. Um, Maria? Sammy began. Uh, why are you so mad at Chris? Maria turned around to talk through the space between the seat backs. I'm sure he told Dad I did something bad, she said, so I'll be getting in trouble for it when I get home. You must really be worried, Sammy said. You've been upset almost the whole trip. Yeah, Willie said. What did he say about you? I don't know. Huh? I don't know, she repeated. Then how do you know he was getting you into trouble, Willie asked. So Maria told them the whole story of hearing her dad in Chris's room the night before they left. As she talked, she kept her eyes on a spot on the floor between them. And then I heard Mom coming, so I ran to the bathroom, and when I asked Chris about it, he just grinned and said, You won't get away with it this time. She looked up, expecting to see sympathy on their faces, but she saw the boys glance at each other, eyes sparkling as though they shared a joke. Then Sammy quickly looked out the window as though the trees were suddenly very interesting. Maria noticed him biting his bottom lip, but that didn't stop the corners of his mouth from turning up. He's laughing at me, Maria thought. Then she looked at Willie. He also was staring hard out the window. He had his hand up so she couldn't see his face. Willie's laughing at me, too. Suddenly, she thought about showing them the piece of the note she had found, but when she searched in her pockets, she realized she must have dropped it when the bear scared her. During the rest of the trip, the boys talked to her like everything was fine, but she noticed that their eyes still sparkled as if they knew a secret. Chris and Maria's little sister, Yo-Yo, was waiting at the door when they got home. Was it fun, she asked. Did you like it? Can I go next time? Were you scared? You'll love it when you get to go, Chris told her. We saw three bears and snakes that were bigger than you. As Chris continued, Maria hugged her parents. They seem really glad to see me, she thought, and they don't act mad. Maria didn't know what to think now. Two days later, Maria spent the afternoon at Dee Dee's house. They sat on blankets in the backyard and rode about the raft trip. I wrote about that mother bear scaring me, Maria said, a little shiver running down her back. But should I write about fighting with Chris? I'm putting it in my story. You know, it's funny. Dad's never said a single thing to me about being in trouble. Maria laid her pencil down. Everybody acts so normal. You worry too much, Dee Dee told Maria, glancing at her watch. Are you almost finished? Almost. Me too. Dee Dee, have you ever thought, maybe we will become famous authors? Maria imagined herself bowing and smiling as people clapped for her when she walked down the street. Just then, Dee Dee's mom stuck her head out the door. She smiled, nodded to Dee Dee, and went back in. Dee Dee jumped up. I got an idea, she said. Let's go over to your house and read our stories to Yo-Yo. As they neared home, Maria noticed that the drapes were closed. Why did mom do that, she thought. She only closes them at night. I wonder why the drapes are closed, Maria said out loud. Maybe something's the matter. She ran up the front steps with Dee Dee close behind her. She pushed the door open. Mom, she called. Mom, where are you? In the kitchen, Mom answered. Suddenly, the lights came on, and there was Willie, sitting in his chair beside the light switch. Happy birthday, Maria, he said with a grin. Then Chris, Jenny, and Sammy jumped out from behind the furniture, yelling, Surprise! 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 Someone started singing, Happy birthday to you! 
Soon everyone was singing and laughing. Maria just stood there, mouth open, looking from one to the other. But today isn't my birthday. Tomorrow is, Maria said. Right, Chris said. You said no one could ever surprise you, but it looks like we did. As soon as the song finished, Maria heard Dad's voice in the hall. I don't think I can hold him any longer. Here he comes. A big mass of black fur and pink tongue bounded into the room. For a few moments, Bonzo and the kids made so much noise nothing else could be heard. He tried to lick everybody and bark at the same time. Maria put her arms around Bonzo's neck and buried her face in his fur. Oh, Bonzo, I'm so glad you came, she said into his ear. She looked up and saw Tony smiling from the kitchen door. I heard about this party from Jake, so I decided I'd arrange my schedule to be here. I had to come to town anyway. Why not today? That evening, after everyone had gone home, the Vargas family sat in the living room talking over the wonderful party. Yo-Yo curled up in Mother's lap, trying to stay awake. Chris and Maria sat down with Dad on the sofa. Maria, Dad began, reaching an arm around each of them and pulling them close. I understand you were pretty mad at Chris on your raft trip. I'm sorry you thought Chris had said bad things about you to get you into trouble. When you heard us talking that night, Chris had just told me something you'd said. Yeah, Chris chimed in. You said nobody could ever surprise you on your birthday. So we planned a surprise party for the day before your birthday. It was the best surprise, Maria said. Then she frowned. I've got something to say. Maria paused and took a deep breath. Chris, I'm sorry for being mad at you on the trip. I'm sorry I listened at your door, but when I asked you about it, you wouldn't tell me. I'm sorry, too. I didn't think I could tell you what we were talking about, Chris said, but I shouldn't have let you believe you were going to get into trouble, either. Maria grinned. You're right. Neither one of us was very thoughtful. Dad gave both Maria and Chris a tight squeeze. It's always important to think about how our actions make other people feel, even if we think we're doing something good for them. Chris and Maria nodded. We understand, Chris said. He looked at Maria. We did surprise you, didn't we? You sure did, Maria said. I never guessed I'd have a party the day before my birthday. Well, that's why we did it, so you wouldn't guess. Um, Chris, Maria said, I'm, I'm glad you're my brother. Chris's face turned pink as he ducked his head and smiled. After a moment, he looked at Maria and said, Hey, didn't Bonzo look funny with a party hat on his head and frosting on his nose? The story you've heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book 11, Rattlesnake River Adventure, written by Sandy Zog, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become so let the children come please let the children come children's bible journey was brought to you by 3abn australia radio 
and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.